welcome to the Simmons & Simmons Clean Energy Podcast. I do hope that you're keeping well. This is a series of podcasts that we started in the run-up to COP26. COP26 is taking place now in Glasgow as we speak. My name is Tina Blaskas-Lopez and I'm of counsel in the Simmons & Simmons Energy, Natural Resources and Infrastructure team. I'm also Head of Energy and Infrastructure for the Middle East and Africa. My practice focuses on the development, acquisition and financing of energy and infrastructure projects throughout the world. This episode is covering Ghana and with me today is Serum Jakunu, who's a partner at Bensi Enchul Law Firm in Ghana. Now, Ghana has substantial renewable energy sources, including bioenergy, solar, wind, hydropower, tidal and wave power. Ghana has also one of the highest rates of access to electricity in Africa, and the country also exports power to its neighbours, Togo, Benin and Burkina Faso. So, Siram, I wondered whether you could tell us a bit about yourself and, and your practice in general. I'm a partner with the Energy and Infrastructure Department of Bentiential Lecture in Ankoma. My practice focuses primarily on energy and natural resources. For energy, we assist clients with both thermal and renewable energy projects. We assist them in all phases of the project development process. We assist them with drafting project agreements, negotiating due diligence, and permitting issues or any regulatory issues that come up during the project implementation process. And does the government of Ghana currently have any renewables um, energy targets? Are there any net zero or emissions reduction targets? The government currently has a 10% renewable energy target and it hopes to achieve that by 2030. This target excludes large hydropower plants that are above 100 megawatts because we currently have three large hydropower plants. Also, the government is hoping to achieve a carbon savings of 11 million tons by 2030. However, we currently do not have a net zero target. I see. And how is the government doing in terms of implementation of these targets? The government has come up with an energy management plan, which it tries to follow in order to help it achieve its targets. I see. And what is the technology that's currently dominating Ghana's renewable energy landscape? And is it likely to change over the next decade? The technology that dominates currently is solar energy. This is because we have abundance of sunshine throughout the year. So it's easy to harness the sunshine for solar plants. Also, there are few wind projects in the pipeline, and we also have some waste to energy projects. I think that solar would continue to dominate over the next decade. Fantastic. And how about hydro? Clearly, there's the Kosombo Dam and um, the dam at Bui also. Are there any plans for additional hydro projects? So there are a lot of small lakes that government is looking at Darman in order to be able to develop mini hydro plants so that they improve on the hydro facilities that we have in the country. I see. And how about off-grid and mini-grid solutions in the country? Are they prevalent? Yes. For the solar projects, we do have off-grid projects and we do have other mini-grid projects in country. 
So what are the main routes to market for renewable projects in Ghana? Are there government auctions or subsidies in place? Are there feed-in tariffs or are there corporate PPAs? Are there any other alternative offtake agreements that have been signed in country? Currently, the main routes for marketing renewable energy projects is through power purchase agreements and the electricity distribution company, which is the government-owned distribution company, has entered into a number of power purchase agreements for renewable projects. Also, currently, the Renewable Energy Act requires public utilities that want to enter into power purchase agreements for renewables to ensure that they do that through competitive tendering process or auction process. This is to ensure that we get competitive pricing for any tariff. And we do have corporate PPAs. Corporate PPAs are permitted for customers that are designated as bulk customers under the Energy Commission Act. And also, we have a net metering program, which allows households to develop their own renewable energy project and put any excess onto the grid and get credit for the excess that they put on the grid. And this credit is used to balance any purchase that they make from a distribution company on the grid. Oh, that's great. So there, there are some incentives for individual households to to um, share excess power and to develop um, that that energy. Um, what is the take up of that in Ghana? Is it quite prevalent, or is it something that is still quite nascent? It's not prevalent. It's developing, and the PRC and the Energy Commission are yet to come up with effective rules for implementing the nets metering program. So hopefully they come up with rules that are easily implementable and more individuals take up the initiative. Yeah, that would be great to see. And what are some of the obstacles that are currently facing renewable energy project development and construction in Ghana? The main obstacle facing renewable energy development in Ghana is the foreign exchange risks. This is due to the fact that electricity is supplied and paid for in Ghana cities whereas the capital cost of power produced is typically in foreign currency. And so where the exchange rate is not stable, these companies are likely to find, they're likely to encounter huge losses. Yeah, and and in terms of the project that you've been working on, um, you know, what sort of solutions have been used? Has it sort of been hedging type arrangements um, or, or other structuring um, arrangements. Obviously, pricing is quite important for um, the viability and bankability of these um, projects. So pricing is regulated, so that's not a very effective way of dealing with it. However, most projects have used hedging agreements in order to ensure that they have some stability with the Forex with their banks. Mm. I see. And what is the current situation with excess power now in Ghana? Because we have excess power, government is currently not issuing any more licenses for installing power projects in general. And this has affected renewable power projects as well. I see. And is there any sort of timeline for the lifting of that moratorium? Are we likely to see more um, PPAs being signed in the near future? 
government indicated recently that it will lift the ban specifically for renewable projects. If government does that, then we'll see more deployment of power projects. However, there hasn't been any specific timeline that has been placed on the moratorium. I see. And are there any key legislative or policy updates in the pipeline that may affect the pace of development of renewables in Ghana? Yes, government is currently looking at setting up a renewable energy authority. The management of renewable activity currently resides with the Renewable Energy Directorate of the Ministry of Energy. So if government is able to set up an independent authority, this will definitely help in implementing the target that it has set and ensuring that we achieve renewables targets within a shorter period. Yes, and obviously, um, you know, setting up that agency shows a commitment um, to to reaching some of those targets, which which is good to see. And as I mentioned sort of a little bit earlier, you know, COP26 is is currently underway. Um, What are some of the outcomes that you are hoping to see sort of personally from the COP26 negotiations? I'm hoping that countries will have renewed commitment in achieving the goals that they set under the Paris Agreement. Also, I'm hoping that they would come up with timelines for achieving the funding mechanism to assist vulnerable countries that have been affected by activities of developed countries. And then I'm also hoping that they would be able to take into consideration the needs of African countries when they are setting the rules for the Paris Agreement. Yes, so am I, so am I. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thank you very much, Siren, for taking part in our podcast series. I felt it was a very insightful conversation. Thank you. Please keep an eye out for the next episode in our series on LinkedIn, our website, Spotify, and Apple Music. Thank you, Tina. It was a pleasure.